welcome to Politics on the Prairies, a podcast about politics in Western Canada. I'm your host, Ryan Catella, and I'm tired of the idea that politics should be off-limits. Also, my friends are tired of me talking politics at parties, so I decided to start a podcast where I interview politicians, entrepreneurs, and anyone else with something to say. The goal is to create a dialogue across parties and hopefully get people thinking about who they're voting for and why it's important. There may even be some good old-fashioned debate. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Politics on the Prairies. Mr. Colby Charles, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Really good. It's uh, it's been a, been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while, and it's been a crazy while. Uh, yeah, for sure. Over winter, I haven't I haven't seen you since last summer, last fall, I'd say. Um, yeah. So you've been teaching for a few years in Asia. You started in South Korea. And this is what, yep. your second year in China? End of second year in China? Uh, beginning of third year yeah, in okay. China, yeah. So the beginning of your third year in China. Uh, so you've been doing yeah. this over there for a while. Yeah. Um, and you recently took a, uh, well, first of all, basically the whole podcast, we're going to be talking about the Roni Rona coronavirus and kind of the yep. differences in, in Canada's response and China's response uh, you know, from the, the the two of our perspectives. And so just so everyone listening is aware, that's kind of what we're getting into today. So starting with that, you went uh, vacationing with some of our mutual friends to uh, Southeast Asia. It Was it in February? Um, it was mid- end of January, yeah. So that's kind of, so yeah, end of January. We got, well, we got, so Thai, it was Thailand. So okay. we got to Thailand me and my girlfriend, we arrived before the other guys on January 20th. And I think that was actually the day that it really hits um, Western news outlets in the world that there was this virus. So we, I'm pretty sure we checked into our hotel. Um, we dropped our bags. I cracked a beer on the balcony and was like, okay, we've arrived. Vacation begins. I opened my phone and boom, 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 all these um, articles are talking about this China virus or the coronavirus. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I shouldn't call it the China virus, but uh, anyway. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's nice that you corrected yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, so that, that was like, wow, okay. So little did we know that was literally just the beginning of what we know to now be COVID-19 mm-hmm. all around the world. Yeah. So ch- um, I just, I want to outline or outline it's, it, I swear like in retrospect, yeah. um, I, I remember seeing like one or two little articles around the internet, uh, talking about, um, a virus or something. Like I swear, I remember seeing a, a, uh, I was on some blog and there was like, a. Um, one of those clickbait articles saying um, there's the world's next virus or pandemic is upon us and nobody's ready for it or nobody knows about it. And um, Mm -hmm. also that there was articles on WeChat. So WeChat is a social media, kind of like a WhatsApp meets um, Facebook Mm -hmm. meets PayPal, everything that's, it's used for everything in China. Is that your main thing? Uh, pardon me. That's your main like social social networking thing in, in China. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we message everybody. And it gives you news people. too. 
Yeah, get, there's like a news feed also. Okay. Um, so I remember reading this article about how um, lying or spreading misinformation can is illegal and can get you in trouble with the government. And I didn't really understand what that was about. But it turns out that was it was about the the virus. So there was these little things before January twentieth that we seen and didn't really realize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. right. It was uh, it was out there, and it was. I think it was. Mind you, China. I think got criticized a bit internationally, and I don't know how much of it's true about kind of trying to keep the beginnings of it quiet. Um, yeah. But I do feel like it was circulating in Western. Uh, news outlets as well that there was in, in January, but in January in Canada and the States, um, and I want to say Europe too, n- nobody was really talking about it. Like the end yeah, of January, Ch- China had already started putting bans in place. No um, real ban. Oh yeah. No yeah. real ban yeah. happened. Yeah, no, no. Well, no real ban yeah, happened yeah. here until March, early March, mid March. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you get to Thailand and it's and it's the tw- the twentieth yeah. of January. Do they are they doing yeah. are they taking precautions in Thailand, or is nobody talking um, about it? It's just on social media no, at this point. No, they are. Yes. So, oh, okay. Um, I think it was literally the next day. Poof. Um, some there was like two cases in Thailand. So by the towards the end of January, by January twenty third, there was cases in Thailand. I think I think there was one or two in Japan maybe like one other country. There was just like one or two popping up here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were aware about it, and we went and got um, N95 masks like ASAP because we heard that it was in in Thailand. Oh, so you guys, like you and the friend group went and got... Masks. Yeah. Well, even even before those guys came, me and my girlfriend, we got masks from a store, an an M3, a 3M store, um, in, huh. in uh, the city we were in in Thailand. Yeah, we got some ASAP because um, like it was growing exponentially almost at that point, right. even though it was so small. Okay. It was still growing in China. Yeah. I didn't even know and that China, they had yeah, 3M retail. Sorry. I didn't know that they had 3M retail stores. Like. Yeah, no, like, yeah, there was a straight up 3M <laughs> store. So I was like, I didn't know that either. So now, okay. now I know. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so things were growing pretty exponentially in China, and then when it became um, known around the world, China China was really swift. So for for a long time, I was actually um, I was proud of China the way they were handling it in a sense Mm -hmm. Um, because they were they were really swift to shut down Wuhan, the 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 place where it um, supposedly originated. Yeah. Um, within a few days from that January 20th or yeah, January 20th, they had shut, they had locked down 10 million people. Then it was 20, then it was 30, 40, 50, 60 million people. And by the beginning of January or sorry, the beginning of February, um, the country was pretty much in a lockdown and that's what, and we ended up coming back on February 8th. And at that time, it was like, we had been, every day we were talking about it. We're like, are we coming back? Are we going to spend time in Thailand? Are we going to go back to Canada? What are we going to do? Mm. So, and I mean, like, honestly, I was worried at that time. It was like, this is, this is, seems like the stupidest thing to be going back into, like, into the oven where it's ground zero, essentially, back <laughs> in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
I just, yeah, I decided like all of our stuff was here. My job and her job was still supposedly going to continue whenever. Right. Um, so we're like, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's just go back. Um, it was, it was a very quiet ride on the airplane back to China. We got one of the last airplanes, um, a bunch after us got canceled. Yeah. Um, and when we got, we got, um, temperature checked and we had to fill out, um, surveys about twice on the airplane. Okay. And then when we arrived into the airport in Shenzhen, we, they took our temperatures again. They asked us all this information. Had we ever been to Wuhan? Have we been talk? Have we been with any, excuse me, anybody from Wuhan? No, no. And then we got, we got through the airport pretty quick. There was basically nobody in there. Um, and then we got in a taxi and we were driving back and there was road stops. So, um, we had to stop and we had to scan an app or like a QR code. Everything's QR codes here right? through WeChat. So we scanned a QR code, filled out information about ourselves. They took our temperature and then we went home and we're like, okay. So then when we got home, we stayed in quarantine for about two or three weeks, going out maybe once or twice a week just for food. Yeah. So, oh man. So if you would have had a fever, you know, or you were just... Oh yeah, uh, you're you... in trouble, yeah. <laughs> if you, even to this day, like right now, if you have a fever, especially now as a foreigner... Yeah. Um, oh goodness. They're going to they're gonna call the police and you're probably going to go to a quarantine hotel or a quarantine zone for up to two weeks oh that's what two weeks i bet it's yeah. not no quarantine hotel <laughs> no uh, no like, yeah no it's not probably anything More like a the rich, quarantine you know? motel or worse yeah yeah, yeah probably yeah <laughs> anyways uh okay okay so you guys got out of uh thailand uh in the nick of time seemingly like literally yeah. in one of the last yeah. times uh, you passed all of the, uh, the minefield of, uh, of fever tests. Yeah. And then they asked you a bunch of questions, which you yeah. passed and, well, then, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. you're safe and sound in China. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah as, gotcha. as crazy it sounds like, <laughs> right. it was like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and then things, yeah. So then in about... End of February, I started working. Um, things slowly started to start opening up again because, like, when we got back February 8th until basically March, the streets were empty. Like, it was the craziest thing mm-hmm. going from seeing millions of people to just dead, empty streets. Okay. All the stores closed besides pharmacies, supermarkets, and some restaurants were open so you could have food delivered. Right. But, um, Delivery people could not come into your building, so they had to leave the food at, like, a table outside. And every building had security guards where they would take your temperature and you have to scan an app to go in and out so they know people, the, gov- like the government knows where you're moving. So if, you're, if you or any person ever test positive, then they can go back and track who you've been with, where you've been to see if you've been around this person. So it is kind of a good system, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, ooh, social or personal liberty wise. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get, not like we have a ton of that in China, but no, it's, it's kind of like that black mirror esque type of feeling. 
it's, um, it's, there's a trade-off because you're probably right. Like, you know, you have an authoritarian government, so they can come down and say, okay, everything's closed. That's it. You know, this, this, and this are yeah. open, and this is how we're doing it. You have somewhere like over here, you have one party who's got to clear it with the other party, and then they've got to clear with the provinces or states, and, like, you know, yeah. you end up with a mishmash of, like... <laughs> what we have now particularly yeah, in the like, states like, like yeah yeah so I, that, I felt a similar China. no I felt a similar sense of you know a little bit of pride of course we're not in Quebec or Ontario where I am yeah. I'm in central or I guess western Canada rather uh, yeah. uh, in Saskatchewan here but um, I was I felt a little sense of pride too and um, my mom actually was mentioning how she watches the prime minister's like you know, morning address every day. And she's not like big on the prime minister historically either. But uh, she's like, you know, I just, it's been comforting. Like he's done a good job of this. Like, you know, every, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like um, I get what you mean when you say, uh, well, we've seen countries where it's been a disaster, the response and, and we're not that. And so yeah. you're not that in China either, but you know, a good response time on something like this comes at the expense of like, you can't really move to another part of China and start over if you want, really, you know? Like, yeah. It doesn't work like that there. Um, yeah, and not, in some cases, not even leave China in general. Like, it's... Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so that's that's uh, that's a difference. Um, okay, uh, so when they shut things down, obviously they kept open, um, and they did just that, right? Like, they closed everything that was, like, social in any way, and they did what? They yeah. kept open the restaurants, uh, banks. Uh, how else? Um, no, I no, I don't even think I don't think banks were open. Like, and you couldn't go <laughs> to a restaurant. They, it was like it was delivery. Um, they have a really good delivery system here. Okay. So, yeah, they have all these. Like, I'm, I'm watching on my window. There's like three little men in their yellow uniforms carrying food into the buildings here. Okay. Just, just zoom in here. And so are they so, yeah. government or state employees or are they private sector employees? The food, uh, like the food delivery guys? Yeah. Um, so because China is a communist country, they most of the big companies are state-owned. So like the government has interests oh, in most of the big companies. Yeah, so... Like um, ten cents, for example, they're they definitely there's like the government has a stake in them. I'm pretty sure the government has a stake in anything that's like big and desirable. Okay, so the government Don't quote can me reach. On that, but I imagine that. I get it. Yeah. So the government. Well, no, I I think you're right because I know that if you were like an automaker, like Ford or GM, and you wanted to have a plant in, um. If you wanted to have a plant in China, China Chinese government would require a large stake in it, in some, you yeah. know, or or a seat on the board or something like that. So no, you're yeah. right about that. Um, so that means they could kind of swoop in and say, okay, you, you, and you are delivery drivers now, and you're just sending out food for that company. Or yeah, they can kind of direct people around. I guess they could. Like my, I mean, my opinion is the Chinese government can do whatever the hell they want. So right. um, yeah, if they want to do that, they could do that, but. Um, it's just like, it's kind of like Uber or, um, uh, skip the dishes. Like, it's just, it's kind of like a side job for people. So it's just, yeah, there's so, there's so many people here that I don't think they have to force anybody into doing it. It's just another way to make a bit of extra cash. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you think it's possible then in, in that in China, uh, that there's a lot more like that the cases are really underreported or that there's a lot more than we know about? I mean, there could be, um, like I imagine that's the case in every country. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like, when you, okay, so when you look at it statistically, yeah. China has 1.4 billion people and they have, what, like 5,000, under 5,000 deaths. Like, mm. statistically, looking at other countries, um, it doesn't, that seems like complete bullshit, right? Right. But um, at the same time, China's um, response was really swift. And yeah. how we were talking about, like in North America, um, people just people don't listen to the government. They don't have as much trust in the government as they do in China. So when mm-hmm. the government says something in China, that's what goes. People do it. They believe in the government. They trust in the government. So they just do what the government says. So that's why yeah. this crazy lockdown was able to happen so quickly. Whereas in America and Canada, it's like the government's saying things, but people are still doing do what they want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's saying that, but so I didn't vote for that guy anyways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I'm not yeah gonna for him and like I got a gun. Like, what are they going to do? People don't have guns in China, so it's like <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I and so there was one. There was one. I mean, there's all these crazy theories about. Um, and we said we weren't going to. We're, we're going to talk about conspiracies or anything. I'll just I'll mention one that's not too crazy because I can kind of rebut it. So yeah, they yeah. were saying um, in China since the coronavirus started, there's been like. Um, 20 million um, people or like cell phone numbers that are no longer in use so people are saying oh like the numbers are crazy unreported because like if if someone's not using their cell phone they could be dead right Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of the theory but at the same time most people in China have two to three phones Um, phones are just so cheap and they'll have one phone for work, they'll have one phone for personal uses, just like realtors have multiple phones or business people have multiple phones in right. North America. Right. So that's like, it's, it's we can easily poke holes in that theory. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I have an time, old... Who knows? It's, uh, it is China. So sure, I, I don't sure. Know, yeah. No, I have an old phone number though. So like by that logic... You know, there would have been two of me. I mean, my old phone number hasn't been picked up. It's deregistered yeah. now. That doesn't mean that uh, yeah. I don't exist anymore. I just got a new phone number. Yeah. Um, but so, no, I, I yeah, you know, the thing that I, the thing that makes me think that probably the numbers aren't, that, they, that China has stopped the spread is that, you know, in Wuhan, we saw clear things like they were building hospitals to take on the onslaught to patients and uh, yeah. when you looked at these coronavirus world maps, like you would see China, they were kind of unabashedly like well in the lead for cases, you know, like they had 50,000 for anyone, then 60, then 70, then 80. And then, yeah. and, and they, after 70, they were, they were definitely coming down in the speed, like they got a handle of it. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I feel like, I wonder if we would see it more in, but then, you know, if the news doesn't get out of state, how do you see it? But I feel like we, well, in some way, you, you I mean, get... everything, everything, everything we see is what the Chinese government has given us to okay. on the flip side. So um, <laughs> now I'm kind of getting into the direction that I said I wouldn't, but right. yeah, talking yeah. about the government here. Um, yeah, I don't know. And 
one of the things we kind of talked about leading up to this was do governments, is the government lying? Mm -hmm. Do governments lie? I mean, I think it's probably safe to say all governments lie. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, rightfully so. I don't know. They, who knows? That, uh, so, yeah. 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 No, fair enough. Um, and then just to touch on the conspiracies, I thought that probably yeah. you'd be best to, t to, to to talk on or just to touch on this point um because i saw it too in in korea not knocking korea like south korea um but they've done they've done a wicked job of uh containing it so, no they have I, mean, I haven't looked i haven't looked too closely what they've been doing but i ha i know they have been doing a really good job no for sure for sure but the point i'm getting at is like people don't understand the virus and it popped out of you know it seemingly came out of nowhere i mean that's how pandemics work. And, uh, you know, if anything, we're probably overdue for one that's spread in this fashion. But the reason that for me, it's so believable that it's just a natural thing that came out of that environment in those wet markets is because, you know, when you see the wet markets up close, they're dark, dingy, damp. Some areas, the sunlight's never hit. Like they're moldy and you have like, you know, you do have bats pooping on like you know rodents that are pooping over like you know crab tanks like you have like animals from four different continents you know uh all yeah, crowded and, in. and we know cleanliness and sanitation <laughs> yeah. practices are brutal in asia it's just that's just a, a petri dish sucks. no yeah, it's, yeah, it's a petri dish for a yeah. breakout like that so yeah and it's hot and humid like it's it's just, yeah. Um, but on the, yeah, so yeah, it's, it totally makes sense. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. like they've known about coronaviruses because there's a whole different, there's a whole bunch of different kinds. They've known about coronaviruses for a long time. Um, but I think, I don't, like, I don't know this 100%, but what I've heard that there is, um, there is that, uh, there is like a, a biological development center in Wuhan. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I don't think this is a bioweapon at all, but, uh, like on Joe Rogan, he was talking, one of the, him and another guy were talking about, uh, how maybe it was a person, like a, a guard or something who was like selling animals out of there to people from extra cash. I don't know. But, Joe uh, Rogan I don't, says I, I don't, a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, <laughs> I think he was, he was talking with, uh, maybe it was the Tom O'Neill one or something. Have you, did you listen to that podcast, Tom uh, O'Neill? No, I didn't, to be honest. Uh, oh, great one, man. That's a, that's a really good one. That's a rabbit hole. Okay, who <laughs> is it? Big Not hole. Tom Arnold. Tom o no, it's Tom O'Neill. So he wrote a book about, like, MK Ultra and Charles Manson and okay. CIA and brain control. He wrote this book over, and he did research for literally, like, 20 years. And then he released this book. Um, I didn't finish it, but really, really interesting guy. <laughs> okay, okay, um, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, there's a, there's, I mean... It's, it's interesting when you say that, uh, when people say like there's a, um, you know, a biochemical laboratory in Wuhan or something mm -hmm. only to the point when you take like a map of biochemical labs throughout the world <laughs> and find out that there's like, you know, 
thousands in there's every one country. In city. There's one, yeah, there's, yeah, there's one in Winnipeg, there's one in man. Like, there's Winnipeg. like, yeah. So, uh, that's that's the type of uh, shit that plays right into our conspiracy theorists. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's whatever to me. But we'll skip that for the sanity. For the for the, for, for the sake of our sanity, and plus, again, like I just, I I can see how those wet markets are a petri dish for viruses. Like completely, I, yeah, completely. It's just yeah. Around November, like it is. So I chose Shenzhen because it was toted as a city in China that has much better pollution compared to other parts, which. I still believe is true. Um, like there's, it's not bad all the time, but in November and stuff, it is bad. Like it mm-hmm. is real bad. Like really? if you look at that, the PMI scale, it's like 160, which is like purple. Like do not go outside. If you go outside, wear a mask. Yeah, it's, it gets really bad sometimes. Okay. You can see it in the air. It's hazy, um, and you can just like you're you coughing a little bit more. You're sneezing, and you just you can feel it. Um, and yeah, no, like you, there's been articles I've seen that like pollution has gone down crazy amounts because nobody's driving, the factories aren't open. So it's actually, it's been a good thing pollution wise, <laughs> the virus in that um, sense. Eh? Lining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that that's one of like, one of my biggest draws to going to China was always the great wall of China. Um, but yeah, I would see yeah. these pictures. I seen it, so. Right. Well, you were telling me, uh, oh no, we're going to get caught knocking China again here. We shouldn't. Like, no, we love the Great Wall. But you were telling me basically, you're like, uh, you know, it's not, everything you see on the internet is pretty touched up. Like, uh, it can be. Yeah. Like the pictures of the Great Wall, right? Because it's so, so much. That's more of an Instagram complex than uh, than a China government. Yeah, exactly. That's probably just the tourist companies that put these pictures out of the Great Wall. They obviously want them as crisp as possible. Um, No, that's the the models on Instagram. They just want the good flicks that they uh, they mm -hmm. capture. So they they edit it all nicely and stuff and then they pull their pants down and show their butts. <laughs> is it is it is it true that in China if you have a car you're like uh, a pretty pimp? Um or is that not like really a thing? Well, um yes and no. Like so I mean tons of people have cars in in uh, like in my city and like most of the cars are nice. Like the majority of the cars on the roads are like BMWs, Mercedes, like there's there's a lot of supercars um, and stuff. Uh, so there's like there's a lot of money in the city that I'm in. Yeah. And it's like it's a tier one city. There's like 20 million people. So, um, but yeah. So like I, I remember hearing that uh, like if you wanna if you wanna be considered to or like if you wanna marry a girl, you have to have an apartment. You have to have a house. So they're kind of like traditional values on ultra still out here. Okay. Um, but no, it's, I mean, like, it's definitely a sign of, I guess, maybe like middle class. Okay. If you, if you have a car, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. no different than Canada, I would say. Well, you can have a car in Canada and still be a pretty big duster, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> and you, def- you definitely don't need a car. Like, honestly, I don't even really want a car out here because uh, the traffic gets stupid yeah. Parking is expensive. It's just it just seems like a mess, and the transportation here is just excellent. Like right, right. They have uh, they have an Uber system. They have taxis. They have metros. They got everything. You know, so. 
So yeah, why why just saddle yeah. yourself with the expense? Unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, in your experience in China now, outside the coronavirus, Westerners going out to uh, China is there something they should keep in mind? You know, like uh, um, post Corona or pre Corona or just about China in general. Something people always get wrong. Something you always got wrong. Um. I would just, it's, you have to, I guess one of the biggest things would be that um, the difference in the societal outlook of um, Eastern, Eastern outlooks kind of start from uh, the, the group first. They think of like the group first. They think about the group, group before themselves. So it's a very um, collective culture versus the Western culture is more in individualistic. So even at, like in everything that they do, they're thinking about the group first. It's like, so like people that I work with at the company, they think about the company first mm. and then they would, and then they, they think about their family before themselves, the company before themselves. They think about the whole before themselves. So when I'm at work, I'm thinking about me, what can I do to better, better myself? How can I benefit myself? Whereas there, I'm thinking, how can I benefit the company? How can I benefit my family or my country? It's a very, it's a very group think first, and that's, I guess, that's something to keep in mind if you're ever going to come work here. Mm. Yeah, that's um, uniquely communist, hey. Uh, it's like yeah, that's like communist in the good sense of the word. I would say not to not kind, to throw shade on kind. that. I, yeah, you were just well, giving she some mean, props there, and we got to give she. That's his, his that's props. maybe like. Maybe like the only good thing of communism. <laughs> no, there's other good things, but yeah, I get where you're getting at. Maybe. Uh, well, do you yes. think that there's a? Here's a good one. Is there a large yeah. population in China that wouldn't have access to health healthcare right now? Uh, or would most people be covered? I think so. Most people have a healthcare, and I've seen lots of things around that, like articles around that. If you get sick, the government's gonna um, gonna cover it. So the government was sending money to businesses and people, um, and like they were forcing companies to continue paying people. So like even all the teachers that are off work right now are still getting paid a portion mm-hmm. of their salary. Some of, some people are getting paid fully. Um, so yeah, like the government was giving money to companies and the companies were being forced to pay their employees. I'm sure there was some, like, I'm sure it didn't trickle down as it should, but, um, most people were getting money, getting, were still getting paid. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't as, yeah, so, yeah. that wasn't as huge Sorry. of a, that wasn't as huge of a deal. Like the, the whole economy side of things slowing down is, uh. Like well, it's okay. Well, I, mean, I, I guess we I need to know one thing concern. to know. We need we need a, a base here. Is a baseline here? Is there, like, if you went to, okay. Well, first of all, are you on a visa? You're on a working visa, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, you pay yeah. for for health services. Um, I because actually, you're not a, a citizen. I don't. I actually don't have any health coverage. I haven't health. I didn't have health coverage last year, and I don't have it right now. So you so just hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, which is stupid because I've had food poisoning three times and I've had pneumonia. I've had, I broke my ankle. Like I've been messed up out here. So I'm like, I'm living on borrowed time. 
Sure. Uh, well, you've already saved. Because, yeah. yeah, you've already saved so much in uh, in rates that uh, you're already playing the the pay the expense game. You might as well just keep that going. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. it is something I should look into. No health so. coverage during a pandemic. Yeah. That is uh, bold, my friend. Yeah, that is yeah. bold. <laughs> okay, so but if you're a regular citizen, if you if you uh, well, your tonsils removed. That's that. Now in the states, that's anywhere from four thousand dollar to a twelve thousand dollar procedure. If you haven't got coverage in Canada, you walk out without a bill. What do you? Yeah. Do? What, um, what what's in China? Well, for example, I was I tell my Chinese colleagues that I broke my ankle in Korea, and I tell them how much I paid, which was like twelve hundred bucks Canadian. And I think, and that was with coverage. And I think if I had zero coverage, I would have paid about $2,500. And that would include a week in the hospital, surgery and medicine and checkups and stuff like that. So nowhere near America. And they say it would have been somewhere similar in China. Mm-hmm. So the healthcare is like, and it's like healthcare is pretty good. Uh, it was really good in Korea. I've been to the hospital a few times in China. And it's pretty straightforward. It's decent so but you won't go um, bankrupt over like uh no 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 like uh yeah okay because again in the states for a coronavirus test yeah thirty five hundred dollars so i could imagine if you get the test and you spend it probably be like 50 bucks at most like 50 bucks at most yeah okay okay that's that seems more like the free market working properly if they do pay for health services um yeah kind of yeah something like that so you don't even really know the answer to that question because you haven't had to do the hospital thing really huh or no one in your immediate circle has either um oh yeah so like if you had to stay in the hospital for like two or three weeks yeah to be covered i that's a good question i don't know what that would cost okay well, yeah. maybe that's something for you to check into. Uh, I guess so. we don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that might make that might force me to get some health insurance today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So uh, they haven't given you guys a like the. I guess it's it's kind of the Canadian government as well, but there's no indication on when you could probably leave China. Technically, hey. Oh um, no! I mean, I could. I'm, I mean, I could leave China right now. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. They so like I'm signed in. I'm I'm signed up with the Canadian government for travelers abroad. Okay. Anybody traveling long term, definitely do that. Um, so what is that? What does that get you? And why wouldn't people have that anyways? Um, well, so if you're traveling abroad longer term, you, you want to let you can sign up on the Government of Canada website. Um, you can let them know where you're going to be and for how long so that they okay. know you're abroad. So, like, if you are if you go missing, the government kind of knows where you were. They can they can contact their government. It's just, a, like, a little bit of extra support. So it's something I've always done when I've been abroad. Um, so I've gotten emails from the consulate here in China kind of telling us what's going on, just very really vague <laughs> stuff or stuff that I already knew. But they what they do is they tell us any – they've given us, like – um, flight schedules of different flights flying out of China. So, like, there's one out of Guangzhou, which is the city an hour away from mine. There's some in, there's one in Beijing. There's one in uh, Shanghai. And I think there's one in some other province. Um, so, I mean, there's not many flights, but if I wanted to, I'm pretty sure I could get out of China right now. But um, it just it doesn't make sense. 
So I'm like, I have no plans to leave until the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's probably more comforting than you felt like uh, two months ago when uh, everything was yeah. up in the air and you weren't <laughs> sure. Hey. Yeah. Like honestly, life is back to normal besides the fact that we wear masks outside all day. Um, like people are out and about businesses and and restaurants are open. Like I've been probably for the last month I've been going out like a couple times. I've gone out a couple times over the last month and like I go to a restaurant with friends. We sit down, we take off our masks, we eat and drink. Um, I've been going to the gym. Like there a few things have changed a oh, little really? bit. Like you can only seat up to eight people at a table at a restaurant. My gym was only allowing ten people per session hmm. in. Now we're up to fifteen. Um, hmm. Yeah, so like it's 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 not completely normal, but it's nowhere near the lockdown that's in North America, for example. It's, so I keep yeah. kind of forgetting that's how bad it is. Oh, dude, um, no, so yeah. Now, it's- Make no mistake, it's really weird. Like uh, Friday night around here, I mean, I live right downtown in a condo, like on the edge of like the kind of like hipster area and like the hood of uh, Saskatoon. And this area is bustling always. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's a park out here. It's just, it's really like post apocalyptic feeling going out or being out, even taking an evening walk. uh, You know, you see like. It's like a tumbleweed kind of blow across the street. It's yeah. it's strange, dude. It's still very much but, that way. Yeah, the thing is, we went through that though. So yeah, you right. guys are on. What would you say you're on week two or three of like kind of full on lockdown? Yeah, no. Um, I think it's about week four, but I equated okay. to like the I equated to like your beginning of March. Like right now, the the premier of Saskatchewan announced a five-step plan uh, yesterday okay. saying like, okay, yeah, so these services will be back. Like you can get your dental work done. You can, you know, this, this. Yeah. next it'll be this. It's like uh, campgrounds and, uh, and uh, you know, outdoor things that are fairly socially distant to begin with. And then there'll yeah. be, a th- so yeah, we're probably okay. doing what you guys were doing at the beginning of uh, yeah. mid- rather mid-March yeah, I, probably. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't even say mid-March. I would say you're probably right closer to the end of February, mm. beginning March. So, like, if we would say end of January till beginning mid-March is when kind of the lockdown went for most of China, and even longer for some. So we, you could almost say close to two months was a was the the bigger lockdown. Okay, so you're right. So, yeah, we're we're mid to to yeah, almost. Yeah, you guys are you guys are just you're kind of going through your turn of it, and uh, <laughs> like there is a there. I would say there is a light at the tunnel. So I mean, just stay productive. Don't don't jump don't j- jump off the ledge type thing because uh, it does get better. So <laughs> yeah, well, um, so Anna works in the, that's uh, obviously Colby knows, but maybe people listening don't. Uh, my girlfriend works in the. Uh, the COVID-19 unit of the hospital that she works in. And so we kind of resigned ourselves to a certain point to getting the virus. Like we were like, uh, you know, and I'm joke. I always joke, like people talk about the healthcare workers, but they don't talk about the partners of healthcare workers that didn't yeah. sign up for this shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. But really well, like, I, I expect I'll get I know, it. You're, you're completely right, man. You're completely right. <laughs> and I expect I get it. So we like, we've been like watching comedies and like trying to keep it yeah. light and just, uh, you know, do what we can adhere to social distancing guidelines. 
listen to the government, even though I'm also a person that doesn't always love to. But uh, yeah. it's just such a I new territory right now, yeah. and I know that there is a lot of experts in the world uh, that you know work on this stuff. So I'm just yeah. going to concede to them for now. Uh, yeah, and I mean, based on what it is, like they everybody the, those certs. Oh, sorry, one moment. I'm just signing on to a class here. Oh yeah, um, really? Okay, <laughs> Did you go right away? Uh, we're all good. No, 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 no. I still, I got, I got like 15 minutes left. So I'm still good. Um, but I mean, some a lot of experts are talking about the, the herd immunity, right? So it's like, and based on how fast it transmits, like I feel like everybody should be prepared to get it at some mm-hmm. point. Like I don't. This is not something that's going to go away in like a, a month or two. Like I think this is with us probably forever we're gonna we're gonna develop immunities or eventually vaccines hopefully um but it's just and like majority of people it seems like they just the symptoms are mild but um some people it's not and yeah i would say like so this kind of goes back to how stupid i am to not have uh insurance because i've i've kind of been of the belief that everybody's going to get it at some point so yeah no probably everyone will Everyone probably will, but I think the herd immunity thing, the reason that that's a problem is, well, there's two reasons. There's probably a million, but the one is like we saw that didn't work in Sweden. Like they were trying to do that. They're like, oh, we'll keep all the vulnerable in and we'll like... That didn't work out, eh? No, it blew up, man. It's like, and so what happens then is everyone gets sick. I was following this closely. Now I'm kind of just like, okay. Yeah, I get it. But no, everyone (laughs) everyone gets sick at once. And then that's fine. But man, if there's like 10,000 people in a town, they all get sick at once. And that town only has 100 ICU beds. Then if if 10% of the people sick need ICU beds, then that means 1,000 people need beds. And that means there's 900 people that can't get beds. So that's when people really start dying quickly. So... That's yeah, the whole... so it's it's the bottleneck of the healthcare workers. Yeah. Right, right. So that's why... It's, the... it's good that you brought that up. No, I just think that it's... Because I've heard that uh, herd immunity thing thrown around a couple times, and I just thought maybe that would work, and I was watching it. Like, admittedly, I don't know anything about this shit. So I'm looking at yeah. it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. It seems like Sweden's on to something here. And then it's just like derails in Sweden. And then you that's, start... See, that's, that's why I asked about it. Oh, it didn't work in Sweden because I remember hearing about that too, how uh, initially Sweden's like, we're going to treat it differently. We're going to let people assess their own kind of risks and then, okay, so it didn't work. No, the death uh, rate's very high and don't quote me on this number, but it's like 10% and it's just that. It's... I can I can look at... So I have the official official numbers from an account I follow. They list it out daily. Okay. Um, Sweden is currently at... 16,000 infected, almost 17,000, 14,000 are still infected, 2,000 have died, just over 2,000. Yeah, so what's that death rate like? Uh, 1,600 would be 10%, so it's just over 10% death rate for people infected. That's not yeah. very good. The countries that are doing a better job have like a death rate of like 2 to 5%. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. true, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I guess, I think like for a long time, I've been thinking that the social distancing isn't to save every person's life. It's to help, help the, help the healthcare workers. Right? That is like exactly what that it getting is. Hit, hit the hardest and that's where the bottlenecks are. So it's like they're out there working, risking their lives 24 seven. The mm-hmm. least we can do is like 
stay the fuck home. Dude, you're so correct. And it's an easy thing to do in a sense. I mean, it's hard in some senses, but it is an easy thing to do. And uh, where I started getting worried about that was like, um, you see these doctors in Italy, they're actually they're actually getting like excess exposure, right? Like I think something like over, it's either a uh, um, hundred in Italy or a hundred worldwide, but the majority being in Italy, it's it's uh, the overexposure. Of that have died. Yeah, and it's so you you think yeah. in your mind like, well, why would a doctor get die, have a you know a chance of dying any more than any other person? And it's because it's just the constant contact. It's like, how do you... Well, yeah, it's a statistic thing. Like, yeah, I guess that's just something that didn't click for me until I realized, like, oh, yeah, you could get it. Doesn't mean that you're yeah. going to get, like, some immunity or get better and it'll be like you'll be invincible. It's like, no, if you get it and then you hit up the, the room the next day and then the next day and then the next day, you're just getting more and more and more doses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And there's more chance you're going to get. You're just going to get it. So it's just... Precisely. So if, I, if a hospital has to deal with... 10 or less patients at a time yeah. and they've got the beds and the ventilators for them it's it's much better until we get a vaccine yeah. right yeah but then the next question is when do we when do we open the economy because this all this debt that we're piling on all the people out of work all this loss like where because that's going to hurt too that's hey there gonna, is that side yeah and it'll definitely that's hurt a, competition that's a whole other podcast maybe sure but, uh, yeah yeah not one for me i don't look at uh yeah no, just kidding <laughs> i don't look at the numbers i just look at the pol- policy no that's not even fair because i think that uh it also really fucks up the market if uh you do open up everything and a bunch of people die and you don't have uh, workers and you have the healthcare uh, system overwhelmed and then you're literally you're losing clients too because they're dying and like so I think that there's uh, obviously a, a, a double-edged sword to reopening too soon just to try and keep things alive uh, it's a very delicate balance it, it, it is I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna play like it's not um, but yeah yeah Anyways, dude, it's been really, really, uh, it's been a slice, um, and uh, yeah, I hope yeah, to chat with fun. you again. Um, maybe we'll reconvene in, like, a few months, do, like, a post-corona podcast. Yeah, well, hopefully, let's cross our fingers, right? Let's cross our fingers for a post-corona uh, session. Maybe we'll have a victory we, scotch at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers some Coronas. Cheers some, oh, yeah, we, about it. we'll have some uh, some Coronas. Uh, where can people find you? Do you have some stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, so if you want to follow a visual um, uh, visual experience of China and the world, you can follow me on Instagram at thatcharleslife, at thatcharleslife. Or I blog about it, too. I've been a little bit sloppy with blogging. I'm so, I still haven't posted your article that you sent me. I'm a dick. Oh. Um, <laughs> about uh, buying Tesla. But, no, I do want to say I read it, and I, I do like your arguments. And so, really, your premise, um, it doesn't matter if I posted it a week ago. Yeah, it's the same, same. I think the, the premise is, yeah, it's, it's a long-term uh, perspective. So, uh, yeah, so my blog is um, thatcharleslife.com, thatcharleslife.com. Um, I guess go in the next week or so. I should have an article written by yours truly, Ryan Catello. Hey, about, there you uh, go. Why they should be buying Tesla right now. <laughs> Tesla stock, not a yeah. Tesla. Yeah. Kind of wait, cash. wait, what's wrong with the Tesla, man? <laughs> well, it's a Tesla or 
the things I really need in my life. <laughs> so. Yeah, fair enough. True, true. <laughs> buy the Tesla stock in a few years, you can buy a Tesla. There we go. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a little bit of information. Uh, I've written a couple things about the coronavirus, about living in China as well. You oh, can, nice. Uh, log on and uh, check it out if you're interested. So, yeah, this was a blast. And, uh, yeah, I'll get some scotch for next time. And uh, we'll talk about the, the world in a few months, maybe. Okay, sweet. Well, uh, good luck in your course today. Um, Thanks, boss. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll tell next time. Yeah, see you, buddy. See you guys.